0: Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make your journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. I'm Lisa Baker, and I want to welcome you to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's the food, and it's more than the food. On this podcast, we talk about the food that you put in your mouth, and everything else that nourishes you, or doesn't, with special attention paid to the problems and opportunities facing women over 40 burning out in mission-driven work. My vision is a world in which you can be well while doing good. My mission is to give you the simple resources and practices and some helpful connections to get there. Let's get started. This week's episode is brought to you by my Eat Your Way to Health program. That's right, it's back, and it's a whole new ball game. It's still all about using my proven Eat process to turn the burnout train around and reclaim your health, and it's in a whole new format. I have run my signature program for about five years with individuals and four times in the past two years with groups. And now it's available as a self-paced online program that can be licensed by organizations and corporations that wanna add an innovative employee wellness program to their benefits package. The best part is that through the end of 2022, your organization can get on board at a special pilot price. In addition to kicking the tires, you'll be asked to provide feedback along the way and uh, testimonials and or referrals at the end. So if you want to learn more, Email me or find a time to connect. I'll put my email and my Calendly link in the show notes. Remember, special pilot pricing runs through December 31st, 2022. Don't miss it. I'm here today with Trish Maley. Trish has been practicing, studying, and teaching insight meditation and social meditation for the last three years. We're going to go back and talk about what those mean. She will graduate from a mindfulness meditation teacher certification program in December. The program is taught by meditation pioneer Jack Kornfield and meditation teacher Tara Brock some heavy hitters in there. (laughs) Trish and her twin sister Joy own a business called Embracing Stillness, where they offer Reiki, mindfulness mentoring, and facilitate social meditation groups. So welcome, Trish.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Lisa, for having me. It's such an honor to be here with you and share space.
0: Thank you. I'm delighted you're here. So I warned you, my first question is always the same. It's a chance for us to get to know you on a somewhat more personal level. Tell us about your kale, what really nourishes you. So you try to do it every day, whether it's a food or lifestyle choice. And then tell us, confession time, what's your kryptonite? What sneaks in, even though you know it's probably not great for you?
1: (laughs) So my kale is definitely my morning routine. I get up before everyone else gets up. And I let our bunny out, who I'm totally in love with. And he hops out over to me and I sit on the floor and he hops in a circle around me. And I just melt every morning. Oh then my God. Yeah, he's the cutest thing. I give him a little <laughs> carrot or whatever snack, a little green. Aww. And then I open up the sledding glass door and I, I just get a, whatever the weather is, like take in the, the fresh air. And then by six o'clock, I'm in a um, social meditation with Buddhist geeks. And you know, whoever shows up shows up and we all sit. And I actually don't facilitate that. I I'm in someone else is facilitating that social meditation. It's just nice to just sit and receive. And I love that morning routine. I just all right. I need
0: you to back up and tell us yep. what social meditation is exactly.
1: Yes. Yeah, so social meditation. Okay. So um meditation is being aware of what's arising moment to moment and holding it kindly. And that, you know, that's, that's not easy. I mean, you say it in one sentence, but it's not easy. Social meditation is the same thing, except you're noting it out loud with a group of people. So it's kind of like a ping pong effect, you know? Um, so the facilitator will pick a theme. Uh, so, you know, this morning it was trust. And it's the whole theme is trust. So you could say the word trust. You could say, what is trust? You could say, let trust arise. Um, there's, there's different options and it's up to the facilitator to decide that. And then we just, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds simple. It's so simple. It sounds it, it, but it's, it is so powerful. Is it like Quaker meeting where, when you're moved to speak, you speak? No, it is, um, an organic, uh, sequential order. And, you know, we just kind of, yeah, so we just organically form this order and, and we all take turns and, uh it's it's amazing because I just feel that social meditation has really expedited my self-awareness and self-discovery. Um, it's, you know, sitting by yourself. Uh, I, I would get off my sit, you know, I would do a 15, 30 minute sit, you know, and, and, you know, it's, I'd come up the stairs or whatever. And it's like, I'd be all enlightened and, you know, this, peaceful being and then step into a pile of soggy cereal that my kids (laughs) spilled and didn't clean up. And I'm like, what that, you know, it's like, how do you go from like zero to 60? I mean, I'm like, it's like, no one tells you like when you're a mom and it could be a mom of children pets a caretaker of any kind like your foot is a magnet like it'll step in the grossest things on the floor and no one tells you that or the legos the sharpest thing on the floor yeah it's like a danger you know what I mean like anything that's dangerous your foot will land there and that will pull you out of a peaceful state from a meditation sit and like well at least it did for me like in a matter of seconds (laughs) and so I was just having a hard time bridging that like having a hard time integrating like my sit and then how do I apply it throughout my day and I feel that social meditation really helps me practice that.
0: Interesting. Why do you think that is that, that that's a better bridge for you?
1: So when you're in a social meditation group, um, you're noting out loud, which, you know, I feel backs the neuroscience of, um, you know, Dan Siegel, name it to tame it. So we're all just noting things and really it's anything, you know, it it could be, it could be your six senses. We're noting just the senses we're noting, um zen noting so it's you know we could be sending meta which is do you know what meta is lisa no so meta is um well wishing i mean i call it like the energetic um fortune cookie you know we're just like <laughs> open it up and you tear out that piece of paper oh, you're speaking my language here <laughs> <laughs> right yeah you're my food girl that's right that's right <laughs> and um so you know you're basically sending well wishes so meta would be you know may may you could send it to yourself or, or, or anyone, you know, may you be healed, you know, gotcha. may you feel peace, right? Um so anyway, it's any theme, you know, and then you would I guess what I like about the practice is that um it helps you on, on many levels. But one is social meditation helps it's a it's a you're you're expressing yourself in a compressed form, meaning you only use one or two words. So I I helps me really get in tune of what exactly am I feeling or and it helps me cut off the storyline. Like I'm I'm I get caught up in a storyline all the time in my head, and you can't do that. Yeah. You know, you're like, I'm sad or I'm frustrated <sighs> or I'm I'm
0: angry or whatever, you know. Why am I channeling like a cross between a fortune cookie and a tweet? You know? <laughs> Limit yourself to 140 characters. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's really interesting. It the first time I did it actually, so we I actually was introduced by with this with Buddhist Geeks. And it was a retreat. It was a prerequisite for my program with Tara Brock and Jack Cordenfield. And I'm thinking like, how am I going to do this? Like, I I was just like, I I don't know. I didn't know much about it. And I was like, how am I going to do this for seven days? Like, it just seemed overwhelming. I didn't know if I would would even be into it. And it just was so life-changing. And, you know, they start you off with real basic things. You know, like, like, you know, if you're just sitting there, they'll say, all you're going to note is pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. No one knows what's coming at you. You're just as it arises, you just say it. And that was I mean, that was powerful. But you, you work up to these different meditations and you work up to um, mind states, you know, which is, you know, what you're feeling, you know, yeah. which is like I'm, and that was overwhelming for me, Lisa. I mean, I thought as, as a woman, I've got three kids. Um, when's the last time I checked in with myself? I actually started crying during the meditation. I was so overwhelmed. I was crying. I was like, I don't yeah. know what I'm feeling.
0: Right, you know, it's like, like that yoga class crying, or the yeah. it's like. You go to the chiropractor and you're weeping into the head, right? You know, the cradle. <laughs> right, because it's I like releasing? yeah. Right, the only time you've ever just taken a minute for yourself, you know. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're we're back to your morning practice, though your morning ritual. Then you're by six o'clock. You're doing this this social meditation. Yes. Yeah, so, and that's and
1: that's I would say that's definitely my kale. And, and I would say my kryptonite is for sure getting caught up in worry. I, I, my, it's almost like my go-to yeah. is worrying, but it's the future.
0: Mm-hmm. I've, I've
1: kind of made peace with like the past and how to forgive past versions of myself and others and all that stuff. But the future. Yeah.
0: But what if, but what if, but what if? Oh yeah. 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 And it's always up. negative, right? <laughs> yep. I heard the most beautiful reframe of that, you know, that, that whole thing about, you probably got it in Kung Fu Panda too. Having kids, you know, the past is history, and and the future's a mystery, and and the present is, you know, a gift. That's why yeah, we call it the present. It. But I heard this great reframe of it that you know only the present is real, and both memory and imagination don't exist. Love it. And I thought that's a really interesting way to look at it, and you know, a lot of people are like, "But imagination's good." It's like, yes. And how many times is your imagination going down a good road? Exactly. Most of the time your imagination is so skewed towards the negative, but what if? But what if? What if. Oh yeah. <laughs> how, okay, how old I, are your kids now? They're 15, 14, and 12. Oh, they probably have plenty of the but what if going on for themselves too, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm more worried about them than they I, it's like
1: I oh, college and SATs yeah. and you know, I mean, uh, my my one son was recently diagnosed with um dyslexia. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just a train wreck about like I'm just like well what what well, we got to do this and it, it's just the mm-hmm. constant and I'm, I'm just it's like you want to have one foot in
0: yeah
1: of that like mothering and then you have one foot out of like I have to let this go to the universe
0: and it's really yes. hard yes oh it's yeah. so hard as a mother yeah yeah Oof. Yeah. yeah okay so your kale and kryptonite your kale is your morning routine and your kryptonite is like oh that future imagining that's always worry rather than. <laughs> yes. What if it goes great? What if no problems happen? <laughs> I know. I'm like, what am I manifesting here? You know? Yeah, exactly. So, you call yourself a mindfulness mentor, and I want you to tell us how you came to do this, and, and what it is exactly.
1: Yeah. So, I we had a I would say family awakening uh, November 2019, and uh, one of my sons became very depressed. And it just completely changed our whole, it changed everything. And, um, you know, I, I quit my job. I, I thought, we, ha- you know, my husband and I went into therapy. We did family therapy. We did individual therapy. And we just were, like, immersed in this kind of, you know, backtracking of, like, what's going on here? And what can we undo? And what can we relearn? And... I mean, we I just remember being in the kitchen and you know in Indiana, and, and we had to practice the way we communicated. So you know, we're going, what I hear you saying is, you know, we're doing <laughs> the story that I'm making yeah. up is <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah. so what I hear you saying is is that it's like, but we had to we it started from the basics. We had to start mm-hmm. over for communication and and also, I would say, um, accountability, and even as you know, one of the hardest things, you know, being in therapy, one of the hardest things I had to say, uh, to my kids is, um, I'm sorry that I taught you this, but this is what we're going to try now. Mm. <laughs> and, and that's easy when it's, you know, when I thought my husband had to do it, but when I had to do it, I was like, wow, this is really hard to just sit in it and yeah. own it.
0: Yeah. I stay. find that one of the hardest things to do to admit out loud to your kids yes. that, I, this was not the right thing to do. This was not the right thing to say. I'm sorry that I reacted this. Way. It's just really, really hard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean it's I can't imagine I can't imagine my parents saying that. You know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. And we or have just, a good relationship,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. I
1: mean, and we just we even had to learn how to apologize. I mean, we had to start over on everything. Yeah. And my goal was to create a space that was safe. I had to It's like what what patterns are we? What are we doing here? I I did get caught up in the striving. We did get caught up in um, the shoulds. We did get caught up in all of this, and I felt like we we were not honoring ourselves. We weren't. So okay, how do we do this? What are the pieces? We had to start over. How do we put these pieces together um, to make it more spacious for all of us to be ourselves? relearn things, undo things, you know, validate each other. And so we started, I mean, we've been working on it. Yeah. Since 2019. And it's been, um, it's been, it's not been an easy journey, but it's been so rewarding. And I feel like the trajectory of where we're going is Mm -hmm. I'd rather be on this path than the other path. Yeah. You know, I have to say, you know, so, um, So yeah, it started that way it started. And so then I enrolled in this, it started, we started asking all these big questions. What do you want to do? What do I want to do? Right. So then it started, um, I I enrolled in that program with Jack Kornfield and Tara Brock and you know, it's, I started studying this insight meditation and, um, and practicing with my family with it, you know? And so that's kind of how, how it started and just seeing, you know, that it did, actually didn't take long to like undo these patterns that were toxic or unhealthy or just not serving us anymore. And I was shocked about that. It really didn't take long. I mean, even my, you know, I'm in my forties and some of my patterns, I'm not saying some of them weren't stubborn, but it yeah. didn't take as long as I thought, you know, it wasn't as overwhelming as I
0: thought. Right. Yeah. So, 2019 doesn't just doesn't seem that far away. And in fact, yeah. that's probably because we've all lost a few years. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some, there's some blurred out time. Yeah. yeah. Block that right out. <laughs> so, I
1: agree. I agree. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so then it, it started, I started practicing with my family. And then and then I remember after that um retreat I did with Buddhist Geeks, I was so blown away and inspired that I wrote up a whole class. It was called like Be Mindful in Five Days. And I um piloted to a handful of teachers and we we did it and 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 it was we had so much fun and it was so exciting and I thought okay this is this is what I want to do like yeah I, I wanted I wanted I want to like pass this um how easy it is and how it really doesn't take that long yeah you know
0: yeah oh we tend to over over complicate things so much like oh that just sounds so complicated and involved it's like Mm, no, simplify, simplify. You know, my <laughs> business is simply health coaching. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, we, the culture is um,
1: striving and it's so fast paced. And I mean, I got caught up in that. I get it. I felt yeah. like I didn't even have five minutes to myself. And then right. when you have five minutes to yourself, like, what was I doing? I was probably scrolling on my phone. I was eating chocolate. <laughs> I was, uh, you, know, you know, it's yeah. like you, you end up doing these quick fixes. Yeah. And they're really just band-aids. It's not sustainable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and mm. so I, I guess I feel like the quickest, what I've learned through this journey with my family is that the quickest way to like, I'm not quickest, but I guess the most important thing is honoring yourself. That's yeah. what I get from it. And, and there's all these different ways to do it, you know, and, and the noting, the social noting, you know, the, the name detain it, it. I mean, mm. that's a quick thing. It takes a minute.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, small steps. I, yeah. I always find it fascinating that you know very often when I ask this this question about you know where where did this come from? So often, I mean, there's this running joke in the coaching world. It's like your mess becomes your message, right? Oh my gosh, yes, I <laughs> yeah, love that. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're always working on what was what was our problem. <laughs> you know, what what was the opportunity to 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 make changes in our lives? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh. I need to share this. (laughs) This is magic. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you know, another
1: thing I wanted to add was that you know, I guess, um, image was kind of a big deal for us. You know, I was very like, like, I didn't realize I was perpetuating like a facade. You know, like I worked out and I always left the house with all my, you know, my makeup on and I had a job and my three kids and it's like this image and and it's like it was actually destroying us because I couldn't live up to the image, whatever the heck it was, and. It doesn't matter if I'm working out every day, how healthy yeah. am I? What am I, what's underneath it? All those external
0: shoulds, right? You yes. should be this, and we buy into it hook, line and sinker. Like, oh, I should yeah. be put together and my children should be well-behaved and dinner should be on the table at five o'clock. And <laughs> thank like, yeah, it's like, yeah. I, and it's, why, it's, why do we it's buy arbitrary. That? Yeah. Why, yeah. why do these
1: worlds come from? And why was I trying so hard to live up to them?
0: Right. You know? right. So you do a lot of work with teachers, with educators, Yes, and uh, thinking about these teachers, I, I mean, I I know that the pandemic just highlighted for us all these problems that we we knew we had in this country, and we were just able to ignore like healthcare issues, insurance issues,
1: <laughs> labor yes. issues,
0: education issues, and I think teachers have really been just front and center uh, at of all of these these issues and you know their level of burnout is just phenomenal. I and I would love it if you could speak a little bit about these educators that you work with and say, like, what what do they, what sort of commonalities do they have that perhaps lead them to burnout? I mean, yeah, burnout is a systemic thing. and I feel like, I also work with a lot of people who are are you know chronic caregivers in some sense and what what do you think the commonalities are that that make us perhaps more prone to burnout
1: well the level of care that these people have is it's so inspiring yeah. and I think also I see I I'm just going to say it I see a lack of boundaries I just see boundary work that needs to happen.
0: I just heard the most excellent interview about workplaces and talking about how, have you ever noticed that when we talk about boundaries, it's only because we're letting them be crossed? Yes. (laughs) They don't come up unless we're letting them be crossed. Like I generally don't work after five o'clock and I think I can make an exception. Whoops, there it goes. And and this interviewee was saying, Let's stop talking about boundaries, which is very much an individual thing, and start talking about guardrails, which is a systemic thing. Like a, a corporation that says we do not check email while we're on vacation, and if you check email or send an email while you're on vacation, there will be consequences when you come back to the office. Can you imagine? I can't imagine that. <laughs> I, know. I, yeah. I think that sounds wonderful. And teachers wonderful. are are so so stuck in the middle of this and you know, personal boundaries, time boundaries, energy boundaries. And what drives me crazy is the financial boundaries. Like why are teachers expected to stock their classrooms from their own pocket? Really? And the one thing I kept thinking throughout the pandemic was, will parents see these teachers suddenly in a different light? Like, oh my God, I am suddenly homeschooling, I'm the nurse, the lunch lady, the ed instructor, you know, the tutor, yeah. or the this, the, that, the, that, my God, these teachers should be paid a whole lot more than we t- pay them, right? Absolutely. I mean, think about it. They see our kids more during the day than we do. Oh, yeah. How are we underpaying these people? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. And, yeah. and so,
1: I mean, some, some schools, districts, they're, they're, you know, they're able to have AIDS in some Districts, they're not. Yeah, they're not. Some yeah. sometimes they're just on their own. I mean, I uh-huh. don't know. It's and it's so many kids in a classroom.
0: Oh yeah, it's so many kids. Yeah, on yeah. one it's person, insanity. So yeah. boundaries, boundaries. We went on a little detour there, but yes, yeah, so boundaries and and the ease of crossing them, perhaps. Yeah, and what I do you mean, think that comes from? Well, it's it's,
1: you know, I can only ex- speak from the experience that I've seen, and yeah, I just noticed teachers, you know, getting text messages from. Um, co-workers or colleagues, you know, it, it went well after hours. You know, eight o'clock at night, and and in oh, our- from parents, heck, from co-workers. One thing from parents, yeah. But there's, it's almost like where did this shift from getting all access to teachers? Yeah. Like, okay, I understand that maybe you have a, but it, I, I just, I don't know where that came from. But I mean, they're getting emailed. They're getting. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes they have a, a different platform. Like, I can't think of uh, the name off the top of my head. Yeah. But there's like a platform that they can, um, you know, get messages from parents. And then there's, there's text messages. I mean, it's like, when does it stop?
0: Always on culture.
1: Yeah. What is it? When does it stop? And I don't understand when or how that shifted, but it seemed to, the pandemic seemed to exasperate that.
0: I know it really did exacerbate that. And I think that it's, it's probably I mean, it's sad because I was really, I kept thinking about this, this quote um, and I'm blanking on the woman's name, right? Uh, Sonia Renee Taylor, who who wrote a book called uh, The Body is Not an Apology. And, and she came out with a quote at the beginning of the pandemic saying like, you want to go back to normal? Like normal did not work for a lot of people. And I kept thinking, okay, this is it. It's like, like Zach Bush yep. says, you know, it's a pandemic of possibilities. Look at all the changes. If, if we get our act together we... and it just feels like, it's not, we did not learn anything. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, just, just the, the idea of quiet quitting, it's like, that's a boundary. What do you mean quietly quitting? Like, how did that yeah. even, I mean, I like that the
0: conversation has started on it. Absolutely. You yeah. Know? But and it's, I, I think that the terminology is completely wrong.
1: <laughs> I, agree. I, agree. I heard
0: somebody, uh, I read something, someone was writing about it as a uh, a withholding of discretionary effort. Oh my gosh! Isn't that great? Yes. <laughs> That's such a better explanation. It's like this is the effort that I am expected to put in at my work. Above that, it's discretionary, so I can choose whether or not to <laughs> to invest that energy. Yeah. And it's just such a better term than quiet quitting because the quiet quitting really it it just feels so it feels so negative.
1: It does, and yeah. and it should be, what they do should be good enough.
0: Yes. And I, I really wonder, and, and this might get me in a little bit of hot water, but <laughs> I, I really wonder about the opposite side of quiet quitting, which is, okay, you think that you need to be always on. Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Because for a lot of people, I think if you go to the source of where you think that should is coming from, you know, like if you say to your supervisor, You really expect me to answer messages at midnight? I'll bet most, definitely not all, but most would say, like, where did you get that idea? Right. That's not required. Why do we take that should onto ourselves because we see everybody else doing it? Right? Like, start a trend, people. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think there's there's that that part of the conversation is not happening enough for me to actually see it. I hear a lot about quiet quitting. I don't hear a lot about people actually challenging why they became so overwhelmed. And I don't think it's 100% external.
1: I agree with you. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, but it's also just, I almost feel like, I I know it's, it's boundaries, but it's that, it's that striving. It's that not good enough. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's like, you know, you are good enough and you're setting, I don't know you, I mean, I understand like, there's that balance of setting goals. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I like to set goals, but then it turns into, it's almost like the extreme of just a, a, a innocent goal setting is like striving and, you know, putting yeah. pressure on myself. All of a sudden I put myself in some kind of a pressure
0: cooker and I've got a and it's like, where did that come from? I mean, it's just. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. I really think about that a lot in terms of, of energetics. That's very much like a motivation thing, like push, push, push. Mm-hmm. And what's really lacking in our culture is that invitation instead of motivation. Like the flow part of it is missing. It should be a pulling, right? <laughs> when, yeah. <laughs> when, it, when it's a pulling, uh, yeah, we were talking about, you know, your house. When When you stop pushing and striving and you allow the flow to happen suddenly this house shows up, right? Right, right. This house that you had been manifesting. (laughs) (laughs) Stop pushing so hard. (laughs) So let's go back to these educators that you work with and uh, you as a a mindfulness mentor. Tell me what about your work with educators really um, frustrates you and challenges you. I mean, we've kind of hit on some stuff already, right? (laughs) Where do the challenges lie? Well, you know, um, throughout their day, I mean, they, they have
1: constant interruptions. So even if they're supposed to be, um, you know, planning, you know, um, their class or they have, they're on lunch, I mean, they've got staff or students coming in and out of their rooms. They don't have a second. And so, you know, we came up with, um, my sister and I came up during that class and other, we come up with like little bite size moments that you can do, you know, that really help regulate. Yeah, and really learning what their capacity is. What is Mm -hmm. because they aren't used to paying attention to their capacity. It didn't matter. That was almost like invisible. Didn't matter what their capacity was. Mm -hmm. They kept having to shove it down to kind of, you know, persevere through this moment or this day, and it ends up boiling over. Right. And so you know, like bite size, uh, mindful moments is what we called it. But you know, just okay, when you're eating, and it's it sounds you know I mean I hate to say this, it sounds cheesy. but it works you're eating you know and it's like just take it in just yeah. e- you just do it one time like yeah. what does it taste like what does this yeah. smell like all your senses like yes. just bring in because you're really engaging a different part of your nervous system the parasympathetic nervous system it makes a difference to just engage it yeah. you know and just stepping outside for a minute helps mm-hmm. change of temperature change of scenery change of light I mean all of that helps yeah. and it's really um so be bringing awareness to their capacity and really what, how we did that was where it starts to tighten, things start to tighten in, inside them. Yeah. They start getting tension. Their throat is tight. They're clenching their jaw. They're, they're clenching their fist. I mean, they don't, if they don't even know they're doing it. It starts yep. crawling up. And so being aware of that. Okay. That's mm. your cue. That's your cue. That's your body saying it's giving you information. Hey, I need a break.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and then how do you, how do you get that break? You know, is it is it just a walk down the hall? Is it a drink at the
0: fountain? What what can you do in that moment that would that that would not interrupt your entire flow of the day? Yeah, I love that because so often we think it's all about the grand gestures and it's about, you know, like changing your life 180 degrees. No, it's so much in those small moments. And what can you do right now? What's the smallest step you can do today and then do it again and do it again and do it again? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's really what's gets me is like, what I've learned is this is all just a matter of seconds, Lisa. It's a matter of seconds, how you react. Are are you going to ignore that gut feeling you have? I mean, these are just, it happens so quickly Yeah, and it doesn't take long to regulate it. It really, it really doesn't.
0: I Um, love, I love that you ask them to get in touch with, with their intuition, with their, with their capacity, like once they start to tighten, because I, that's something I, I talk about a lot too, which is, like tune into your intuition. And I have so many women tell me, like, I am not intuitive. Like, oh yes, you are. You're oh, just yeah. ignoring it. You're just telling it to go away. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know, um, there's a lot to that. I mean, there's, it's, it's a, it's a sixth chakra trauma. It's your third eye. And you know, it, it can happen um, for many reasons, but you know, sometimes p- parents accidentally do this with kids. Like, to protect them like oh no 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 that that wasn't anything scary or you know yeah no 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 you know, and so basically they're being taught not Don't to listen cry. to themselves You're okay yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah so, you know that your your dad's not passed out from alcohol on the couch no 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 he just fell asleep like that you know they right. do it to kind of protect yeah but over time you know yeah. if that keeps getting done people are mm. telling you your reality is not true
0: i love that idea this this concept that it has to do with the third eye yeah you keep yeah. you keep shuddering it you keep blinding it by what you say yeah denying you do, it yep. yeah denying it yeah closing yeah. it willfully closing it to what is in front of you yeah, yeah and it's Ooh.
1: usually done with good
0: intentions of course know? yeah um
1: and then we become very good at doing it ourselves right oh right right because that's and, what and we've it, learned if it's it's modeled yeah. to us too you know yeah. that's something we saw or whatever but right um I feel like, um, even though I, I offer free, um, social meditation and rain meditations, rain is recognize, allow, investigate and nurture and I learned that from Tara Brock.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but those meditations that we do, um, they're like fifteen, ten, fifteen 10, 15 minutes.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it doesn't take long to kind of go, go through the process of, mm-hmm. um, honoring yourself and, um, I meant to say that, oh, embodiment, when we you and I were talking just a couple minutes ago about um, getting the teachers in touch with the tightening and where it kind of starts. That is why. So in every morning when I drive my kids to school, we do a social meditation in the car and we usually do six senses because I'm just trying to get them embodied. I'm just trying to get them to like, well, what is coming at me? What what you know? What am I, what what the heck am I feeling? And so they'll, right. you know, but we we put a, ton, a tonality, tonality to it. So we'll say, um, thinking pleasant, you know, mm. someone is, well, I don't like when people eat breakfast in my car, it bothers me. I just feel trapped by the hearing of the crunching and the,
0: and, and the. yeah, I can't take it. And so, <laughs> wait, uh, let me guess, you know, this has gotten worse as you get your 40s, <laughs> I just, I feel what trapped. What is the it car. About the sound of people eating, man? Like it's bad. It's bad. I mean, <laughs> it, it just, I feel
1: trapped. Like I feel like if oh I'm in my house, God. I can get up and walk away. But when I'm trapped <laughs> behind the wheel and someone is chewing, I mean, you might as well just. <laughs> It me out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. you know, they'll be chewing and I'll be like, hearing
0: unpleasant,
1: you know. Like, you know it's like And it's just, it is, everyone is just what it is. So it's like, yeah. you know, my oldest is chewing and he's yeah. happily chewing. He's like, tasting pleasant, you know, and I'm chewing next
0: unpleasant. to him. Yeah, <laughs> completely annoyed. <laughs> but that brings out, you know, the whole bio individuality idea, right? Yes, yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. To each his own, no. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like, uh, getting in touch with what you're feeling in that moment. Yeah. And then that's really what it comes to when I say it comes down to seconds. It's like,
0: yeah,
1: you know, and, and that's what social meditation helps with, with me is that, um, I'm able to practice, um, getting in touch with myself quickly. Yeah.
0: You know, and it's just not something that you yes. have to and practice, it's a practice and yes. the more you practice the easier it gets. So you can just Absolutely. drop into this, like, Ooh, this is yes. what I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. So you just answered my next question. Maybe you have more to add, but like what is the what are the what are the things that really astonish and excite you about this work? Like maybe the fact that that we can drop into it so much more quickly over time. What else? What what do you see with your with your clients?
1: Yeah, I love seeing the I just love seeing the transformation, like how quickly it 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 happens. So beginning, you know, we'll start off 15 minute sessions, just a group of us sitting socially meditating. Um, depending on the on the level if they've if I've seen them before if they're new you know I'll, I'll pick a, a theme that is tangible um accessible and just you know I remember just sitting with this one you know woman and you could tell she was tense you know in the beginning and we're, we were noting um mind states how are
0: you I'm fine <laughs> yeah yeah I'm fine you know <laughs> and she's going how are you, are you handling your stress yeah great <laughs> Wait, change the question. Like, why are you having to handle (laughs) stress? Yeah, it's it's like, you sit down and you don't don't know their stories. You know, you don't know where they just,
1: they could be coming off from a very special situation. You don't know. All we know is we're all sitting together via Zoom. We're all plopped in front of each other. And, you know, we're just kind of going around in that sequential order. And it's like, you know, annoyed, frustration, anger. And then you see it that you can see that it's changing. So -hmm. I love the impermanence of it. I love that it's, it is changing. We're all just like these weather systems, you know, and I think that's just to go off on a second on another tangent, but I feel that sometimes I feel that that's why people are afraid to sit in sadness because they think it's never going to leave. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, who knows what's going to happen if I allow myself to feel this Yeah. and social meditation for me, you can see this, that it is moving and it's fluid and it changes very rarely. Yeah.
0: Very what really, that really brings up for me is, um, you know, I've, I've been under a chiropractor's care since I was a senior in, in high school or college, and it, it's been a long time. And I've noticed how much more healing I feel from those chiropractors who do everybody in the same room. And they're moving from table to table, as opposed to the ones who, you know, put you in a separate room and they're with you and then you're, you're out, you know, and just that, so that whole, uh, like you said, we're weather systems. So we affect each other. Like that yes. energy is, is not just you in a room alone. It is, you know, you hear the chiropractor say something to somebody about, Oh yeah, try to relax that muscle. And you also just automatically do it. Right. Yes. <laughs> so you're getting, you know, four to six times more for your buck than you are working one-on-one with a chiropractor because of that idea that, you know, we're all in the same room and our energy affects each other.
1: That's such a great example. Yeah, it's, I've, it's, I've never been in, a, I mean, I've seen chiropractors, but I've, yeah. I guess I've never been in like a collective room like that. And that's amazing. Yeah. And at first it's really
0: weird. At first it's just like, oh, I'm hearing everybody else. <laughs> and, but it really, you, for me, it's just an incredibly powerful experience to, to be in a room with other people having the same modality. So I would imagine, you know, that's sort of the same effect that, you know, my weather system is affecting your weather system. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. and it's interesting how, you know, you, you hear people say, you know, um, well, it really wouldn't work for me because I prefer pets over people, you know, which I understand that. Like, yeah. okay, I get it. <laughs> At the same time, it's relational. And we have relationships with ourselves, with mm-hmm. our pets, um, with death, with trauma, with, you know, our money, like we have, yeah. we are relational people, yeah. doesn't it? you know, and so being in these circles with, with people, it's, um, it, it shows the weather system shows up, but also um, your social, like, I don't wanna say this, things show up like socially for you. So what are you not saying? What yes. are you keeping, what are you saying? What expectations do you have? Like, I, I learned about myself that when, when it was someone's turn and they didn't go, I got really upset. Like, <laughs> come
0: on. Come on. <laughs> Try keep just, up you know, what are you doing? Like, wake up. Yeah. I mean, don't
1: you know what's your turn? Like, I mean, I, you get it's like, why am I reacting this way? Like I, apparently I would like order in my social yeah. environments. I mean, it's interesting. Right. What does it say weird. about you? Yeah, yeah. Rather than
0: about them. Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's it, I think,
0: yeah. It's like I think
1: it feels I feel like it turns the micro like it it turns it inward. And you can really notice things about yourself on how you yeah. react and respond. And
0: yeah. Um
1: And also one, one last thing is that I feel like it helps me practice, not take things personally, because if we're all showing up and people are just noting and say they are angry or say they are sad, there's no way that I had anything to do with that, like going into it. And so it's just a great practice to be like, people just come and they're just loaded with their own day and issues and whatever they're working through. And it's not
0: personal. Yeah. Oh, that's a really great observation. (laughs) <laughs> and a really good practice too, because I would imagine that the instinct when somebody says you're angry is to be like placating, or if someone says they're sad, the 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 wanting to fix it, you know, it's oh like, yeah, okay, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, Ooh. like I don't have to take this on. This is not yeah. my responsibility. Like this is this is their own.
0: This is their journey. Right. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. Ooh, beautiful. Well. I want you now to pick an audience, pick an audience, either the the educators that you work with, perhaps the educational system might be a good audience, (laughs) Uh, government policy, what pick an audience and and speak to them about what, in your opinion, needs to happen to reduce the level of burnout among your people. Hmm. I think about that. I. I think I'm gonna go with
1: the workforce, just in general. I know that's a that's a real blanket term, but um, I feel like if someone is gonna be in the workplace, that they just need to have a little more flexibility, um, like on just providing breaks and my, and space and just flexibility on it like I just read I want to say in LinkedIn that I want to say Bacardi gave all of their employees um, a membership to the app Calm.
0: Wow. And, it's, and I do feel it's kind of that, like uh, Ariana Huffington with her with her nap rooms. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah like is the break room really a break? Are, are, are you are you in there venting and getting tri- I mean what's happening here? I mean yeah. I, I guess I just feel like There needs to be more support with mental health. I just feel that way with, with across the board. But I mean, if you want to say workplace, we spend a lot of time at the workplace.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, (laughs) that's so funny. What immediately popped into my head was I, I moved back to Vermont and I recently went to pick a friend up at the airport and I hadn't been to the airport in years. And the Burlington Vermont airport has like a meditation space in it. No way. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and they have a row of rocking chairs where you can sit and and look at the mountains and the planes taking off. I'm like, wow. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. So just oh things like that 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 really set up some systems where we can where we can check in with our capacity once in a while during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know, this is kind of a like a Odd story, but um, a couple years ago, I used to work at UPS and it was the most, I mean, you want to talk about volume, fast paced, like chaotic
0: yes, environment. Yeah. I had an uncle who worked for them. I've heard those stories. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's something small that I did, but I was a um, supervisor, but I can't think of what it was called. It's called a flex supervisor, but I used to buy a big bag of chocolate and I kept it on my desk. And then the guys would come in and they would grab the chocolate and they would talk to me. And it was just a couple minutes of like, they're getting the chocolate. They're like releasing, you know, (laughs) what is it? Serotonin? I don't, I don't remember, (laughs) you know, or just kind of, they're venting to me. And then it was just like, it was like two minutes of just
0: them. And then they're running off the door, you know, and it was just, little moments you know <laughs> yeah I hope you learned how to like release all that right yeah <laughs> thank you for venting and I'm not taking it on <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm here for you and that's it right that's great yeah what a wonderful little story just encapsulates that exactly oh uh, and chocolate because chocolate you know because yeah, chocolate's chocolate <laughs> because yeah. chocolate yeah <laughs> so if anybody wants to learn more about you your work connect with you tell us where to go so um
1: I'm really active on our business Facebook page, which is embracing stillness with us. And then I also, so I'm always posting, I, I post the weekly schedule for pop-ins for social meditation and rain meditations. Yeah. Uh And then, so I post that there. Um, I am, uh, also hosting a workshop at enlightened soul center in Ann Arbor and that's September 30th. And it's called somatic stress management. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, they can email too. Uh, okay, email address. Yeah, embracing stillness. Okay. Yep. embracing mm-hmm. stillness with joy at Gmail. Um,
0: can't think of anything else. Sounds great. Well, I'll make sure to link all that up in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here and sharing. I could talk to you for hours. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm like, is our time up already, Lisa? I know. Let's do it again. <laughs> Next time we'll talk about Reiki. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you so much for um, having me today. It was, it's a pleasure seeing you too. I love your smile. Great to see you again. Yes. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. Please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice and the opinions of the guests on this show are their own. Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker LLC neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. And let me know who else you wanna hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor as well as some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in your listening app so you never miss an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you'd like to know more about my work, visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the link is in the show notes.